0: For most people, it's a moment that arrives someday whether we want it to or not. And for most, if not all of us, it's an intimidating moment filled with questions and doubt. It's hard to even know how to take the first steps or even what those steps might be when you have to go to court. I'm John Magali and on this episode of In Session, we're talking about resources available in Allen County to people struggling to understand the legal process and struggling to afford the legal help they might need. If it's legal assistance you want to talk about, my two guests are among the best in Allen County's legal community to talk about it. On this episode of In Session are Sarah Beiswanger, president of the Allen County Bar Association, and Jared Howler of Indiana Legal Services. Sarah, Jared, welcome to the podcast thank you. Why don't both of you take a moment to introduce yourselves and give us a little background on what brings you to a discussion of legal help resources in Allen County. Sarah, let's start with you.
1: Sure. I am the president of the Allen County Bar Association. We are a voluntary legal association for the attorneys in Allen County and the surrounding counties. So we have about 700 members and we primarily serve as kind of a clearinghouse for people who need to call in with different legal questions and we make referrals to our members and then we also provide continuing legal education programming for attorneys. So those are our our main things and I've been involved since I passed the bar in 2015 and it's just really a nice way to get to know other attorneys and judges and connect with the legal community here in Allen County.
0: The bar is certainly a tremendous resource that we work with a lot over the courthouse. Jared how about you?
2: John, thank you for having me on your podcast. My name is Jared Paul Haller, and I am a staff attorney with Indiana Legal Services. I've been up here in Fort Wayne since 2015, I'm working for Indiana Legal Services. We, we use ILS. We're trying to rebrand. So <laughs> All right. Just to <laughs> let, let, let
0: you know. <laughs> Henceforth, you shall be known as.
2: <laughs> um, prior to that, I was a public defender, worked full-time for the Marion County Public Defender Agency down in Indianapolis. For that reason, my entire career has really been poverty law, one sort or of another, either criminal or civil not an expert but it's what I have the most experience with.
0: Now this is our milestone 10th episode of In Session. We've tried to touch on a lot of topics in the hopes of making the courts less mysterious, but that mystery often starts before people even make it through the courthouse door. We get calls and email every day asking for help finding an attorney or help with a legal question from pro se litigants or, or those seeking to represent themselves. Unfortunately, we usually wind up frustrating those folks when we tell them that court staff can't offer legal advice. Before we get into talking about the resources available to people needing that help. I thought it might help to learn more about why court staff can't offer legal advice. So I asked Allen Superior Court's Chief Judge to explain. Setting the stage a little bit for our discussion about legal resources available here in Allen County, I'm talking with Judge Jennifer DeGroote, Allen Superior Court's Chief Judge, and only the second, I believe, repeat guest here on In Session. Judge, welcome back.
3: Thank you. Glad to be here. Every
0: day, All around the courthouse, calls come in from worried people trying to figure out how to take the first step in a legal matter. How do I pursue child custody? How do I find a lawyer to help me with a criminal matter? How do I sue somebody that didn't deliver on a service? Customer service is important to everybody who works in the courthouse. Court employees, though, are prohibited from offering legal advice, and that sometimes frustrates callers. Judge, why can't court employees offer legal advice?
3: Primarily, court employees are extensions of the court themselves or of the judge or magistrate a person's going to have a case in front of. And it is important that the judge, clerk, all court staff remain impartial. And to be impartial, you cannot take sides. You cannot offer anyone legal advice. Any information you provide to one side would be the same information you provide to another. So it's, it's really clear there are things that a judge can't do, therefore the judge's staff can't do, court staff cannot do, and, and legal advice is, is often what people want to ask. But that doesn't mean you can't ask questions, but they should be things that aren't asking for an opinion on what you should do in your case. If you've got a good case, what does it mean um, in terms of if you have an order from the court please explain this to me. Those are just things that, again, for purposes of remaining fair and impartial, Mm -hmm. staff cannot go that far.
0: And another important point, very few staff are actually attorneys who work here. Most folks uh, are specialized at what they do, but law degrees uh, aren't aren't in the office cubicles of everybody who works here.
3: No, and only a lawyer can Mm -hmm. give legal advice. Exactly
0: but court staff can offer technical help on process steps, where to find forms, how to fill them out, what office can help get matters filed and fees paid. What's a good definition of the scope of help that a court employee can provide?
3: Court employees, staff for the courts can answer questions that call for factual information. Uh, So what is factual information versus legal advice is gonna be where people struggle. So generally questions that start with who, what, where, when or how mm-hmm. you know where is my court hearing going to be what day is it going to occur on How do I get to the courthouse? Those are questions that they could answer for for anybody. Mm -hmm. They can provide the public information about how to obtain a lawyer. For for example, reaching out for a lawyer referral service or the legal line, here's the number, we can do that. Uh, We can explain and answer questions about how the court will operate, what to expect when you come to court in terms of how the process will work, general information about court rules and procedures and practices. Those are questions that can be answered. Also, we can provide forms um, and instructions on how to complete those forms, but staff cannot complete the forms for people or tell them what to write down. They can check them for accuracy, make sure everything has been filled out that needs to be filled out and there aren't any blanks. So they can review it for completeness, but they can't review it for the content in terms of helping somebody with what would be the best way to explain their situation.
0: I think that really helps a lot. You know, we, we do get a lot of calls and a lot of email from folks just looking to figure out how to get started. And I think that really helps explain what we can and can't do. So Judge DeGroote, thanks for helping out. Thank you. I'm back now with Jared Howler of ILS and Sarah Byswanger of the Allen County Bar Association. Let's start with a question for Jared. There are many sources of free legal assistance in our community, thanks to members of the bar like you and Sarah and many others. On Tuesday nights, you often work the telephones for a service I know the court refers a lot of people to. Tell me about Legal Line.
2: Yeah, I just uh, staffed Legal Line on Tuesday a couple days ago. Uh, I try to do it every other week. It's a uh, volunteer service, as you said. Attorneys from the bar here in Allen County volunteer three of us at a time to answer legal questions. I'll put in a shameless plug. The, t- the time is 5 to 7 p.m. on Tuesdays and the phone number slowly 260 423 2358. It's for just general legal questions about both civil matters and criminal matters.
0: Can people reach out to Legal Line with questions in all areas of the law, family, criminal, civil?
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's there's no topic you can't call about. We might may not always have an expert on, on the line. There's three people volunteering every week, and it'd be like walking into an emergency room and hoping that the specialist you need is on duty. That having been said, every specialist has at least basic medical training, and the same is true mm-hmm. of all attorneys. We've all gone to law school. We can answer, at least at a general level, questions about anything. Plus, I, I tend to find that the people who call in are not looking for expert-level representation on a subject. They usually have pretty general questions. Probably 80% of my questions are either general law or almost advice and counseling. Mm-hmm. There's almost a social worker aspect to, to staffing that legal line call. Or
0: Drop the phone number one more time.
2: Phone number is 260 423 Two, three, five, eight,
0: and Tuesdays from five to seven. Tuesdays, five
2: to seven, every week. Okay. Um, regardless of holidays, like I said, I just I was just on during the holiday week.
0: And legal line is a service that attorneys are providing on a volunteer basis, giving back to the community. People are not going to get a bill after they hang up.
2: No, it's it's completely mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to limit the calls to about ten minutes, mm-hmm. so we can't provide really great representation, but we can answer questions in a kind of q a format certainly make referrals um, to different agencies um, both legal agencies and all kinds of social service agencies mm-hmm. government agencies the nice thing about it is it's done uh, through a system that sends the phone calls to your cell phone so you can do it anywhere wow. this is great for attorneys because it makes it easy to volunteer but it also means that i have access when i'm sitting in my home office to everything i've got my computer on all my law books and, you know, I I ask. Also have a bunch of reference materials that I kind of keep with me because I know I've been doing this for for five years now, so I kind of know what the questions (laughs) are going to be, and so we can make all kinds of referrals and look things up while the person's on the phone call. The one thing we can't do, the limitation of the format. It, you know, we can't review documents or something like that. And obviously, we're not actually going into court with them. We're only answering their, their questions over the phone.
0: Sarah, maybe this is a question for you and your role with the Bar Association. Attorneys provide you know, legal service for a living. Why is it important to occasionally give back like this and provide service for free?
1: Well... As I'm sure both of you know, legal services are expensive and many people just cannot afford them. So specifically for people who have limited resources, it's always good to provide access to the legal system to those who may not be able to afford it or just simply don't know how to access it. So attorneys in Indiana have a mandatory reporting requirement for pro bono hours. So pro bono is work that we do for free or for low cost, usually well below the cost that you would normally charge. And although we don't have to do pro bono hours, we have to report them. So Mm -hmm. every year when you renew your membership to practice as an attorney, you have to report how many pro bono hours you do. So one, it's, it's a nice thing to do. It's another way to give back to the community. It's something that, as we were talking about before, you have to be a licensed attorney to provide legal services. So it's not something that you can just go down to the corner store and say, hey, I need you to help me with my divorce case. It's something very specialized that we've gone through a lot of school and a lot of practice to learn how to do. So it's just a good way to give back to the community and to help people who may not otherwise have the opportunity to get access to these legal services. So to kind of piggyback off of what Jared was saying about Legal Line. so sometimes people will call and their questions will either not be legal questions at all or just be kind of quasi-legal questions. So you'll have to go into, for example, you know, someone will talk about, well, I live in this apartment and there's water dripping from the ceiling and I, and I can't get a hold of my landlord, my landlord isn't being responsive. So you have kind of multifaceted problems. So you say, okay, well, you know, we have this list of agency resources. We can connect you to 311, the city services, or we can connect you to maybe the United Way or other agencies that can give you help and can help provide, you know, an emergency fix for your problem. And then we can also connect you with an attorney to help you go down the legal route to make sure this doesn't happen again or to remedy the situation that you're in. John, can I jump
2: in? Absolutely. Because, you know, she's talking about the reporting. As a a person who's been doing this for a number of years, I've just got to say it's one of the most gratifying things I do. I mean, it's an absolute, and I I apologize if I tear up because sometimes I actually talk about this and I do. It's a privilege to help these folks when they're most in need. These are pro se litigants (laughs) who are, you know, trying to manage going to court on their own or family members we get calls from from people who you know are calling about their son that's been incarcerated or their spouse that's 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 in trouble or something these are folks calling us at their most vulnerable when they're facing things like homelessness child custody matters domestic violence um again incarceration (laughs) and and the opportunity to help someone when and it's 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 pretty easy for us right Sarah as as attorneys right Right. this is stuff that we do every day and so 10 minutes of my time can make an enormous difference in someone else's life. And they're not all 10 minutes, I, at least at least once a week. <laughs> I get that one that I'm on the phone with mm-hmm. for 20, 25, 20, 25 minutes, because mm-hmm. I've got to look up so much stuff right, and kind of right. follow through with all their problems and make all these <clears throat> referrals. But really, just 10 minutes can be the most gratifying part of being an attorney, helping someone for
0: free we've all been in that situation I'm sure where a scenario just feels helpless and th- there's a lot of power to being able to fix that for somebody or at least start them down the road I can understand why that feels pretty good do you ever hear from those folks later about what <laughs> the resolution is yeah
2: well, so, some folks we hear from uh, every week <laughs> <laughs> <That was> Right. <laughs> we have repeat callers and and I actually encourage that sometimes because I am trying yeah. to limit it to ten minutes mm-hmm. And so if someone's working through a, a problem, um, particularly if they're representing themselves in, in a case, they may call up with a procedural question one week, then go to a hearing, have another question about something the judge has ruled on or a response from an attorney. It's particularly hard when someone is a pro se litigant, and pro se means you're, you're representing yourself, and the other side has an attorney. Mm-hmm. You're at a real disadvantage. Mm-hmm. So I've had several clients, and, and, I, and I consider them clients, even though i don't mm-hmm. just doing it over the phone for legal line who will call repeatedly, and it's kind of nice. Like I already know their story. Oh, jeez, okay. You know, so you, you, don't have to, you don't have to give me the fact in the background. I'm the same person who volunteered last week. Just, <laughs> <laughs> what happened at the hearing kind of thing? What's your question kind of thing? So mm-hmm. we, we do get people that, that we kind of follow through their cases not too many.
1: Right. And we don't actually, I mean, you do call, you do consider them clients. I agree with that, but we don't actually formally represent them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in some ways that's kind of a good thing because you, I mean, that's the end of it. You have your 10 minutes and then that's it. Everybody has to move on. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. downside of that obviously is you don't know how the situation was rectified right. or if they were a- able to find help. So, so in some ways you, you just kind of like throw them back out mm-hmm. into where they were, but you hope that those ten minutes have at least convinced them that either they can't do this themselves, mm-hmm. or maybe that they can. But here are X, Y, and Z resources that they can use to help themselves. Yeah. I actually have a unique
2: privilege in that because I work for Indiana Legal Services. Uh, that's one of the places we refer callers to all the time at ILS. Mm-hmm. Uh, they often get referred from the from the court to Legal Line, and then from Legal Line to ILS. And so I do get to actually follow up with some some of them because they become they can become our formal clients. Okay. We actually do represent them on a formal basis when they come over to ILS apply and, and are accepted as clients.
0: I know in my capacity over in Allen Superior Court, I refer people to these services almost on a daily basis.
1: Well, and the nice thing is when we're on legal line, sometimes we can pinpoint a problem that people are having and say. I highly recommend you actually do get an attorney. I know it's going to be expensive, but the most bang for your buck <laughs> would be to get an attorney and just have them fix this expeditiously and do it right the first time rather than just continuing on this path where we're never going to get a resolution or it's going to end up being really expensive or not fix the problem. So I guess I'm going to kind of segue into the, the lawyer referral service yeah. that the the bar association offers. So basically, I find myself oftentimes when I'm on legal line say, okay, you know, this specific problem that you're having really should have an attorney, you know, he here is our number to call it's the same number 2604232358 except you'll call during the day so during normal business hours roughly 8 to 5 and say i want a referral to and I'll usually pinpoint, uh, you need to ask for a family law attorney or someone who does landlord-tenant relations or whatever it may be, the, the specific area of law that they need to talk to someone about. And then the bar association has a list of people who are accepting clients in all these different areas. So it, it ends up being for $40, you get a 30-minute consultation with someone who practices in that area of law. So so when we have the 10 minutes to answer their questions for free, sometimes it's just not enough. Or, you know I you know, I don't practice in... Family law, for example. So I could spend two hours researching this and get you an answer, but that's going to be good for no one. We're wasting everyone's time. So mm-hmm. you know, here forty dollars. You're going to talk to someone who does this all the time, and we'll either be able to say this is exactly what you need to do, or this is so specialized that I think that if you got an attorney, they could figure it out for you and have it done. And two hours or whatever. And then they'll often give, you know, if you want to hire us on for an additional period of time or to resolve this case, then here's my rate and here's how we can go forward.
0: I think Lawyer Referral Service is another resource to really touch on because that's another area that we get a lot of phone calls at the courthouse about. Do you know a good divorce lawyer? Do you know somebody who can help me file a lawsuit? Somebody who can help me get my driver's license back? And we can't do that either. So that is another important resource that we refer people all the time. Why is that Service a smart choice for somebody who needs a lawyer, doesn't have one, instead of just cracking open the phone book and going fishing.
1: Absolutely. So we have um, the lawyer referral service, the members of the bar association do pay a small fee to get on the list, but that means they're interested in getting new clients. They have time for new clients. They know kind of the limitations of what the service offers and are, I think, more willing to engage with people on a very quick and hopefully very informative basis. They've done this before. They know exactly you know what what statute it is or what kind of paperwork you, you need to file with. And so I, I use the phrase all the time, you get a lot of bang for your buck. It's $40. I know for some people that may be a lot, but you get a half hour. This person has done this a million times before they'll be able to say, okay, yes, steps one, two, three, and boom. And you can go forward from there.
0: Remind us of the phone number one more time.
1: It's 260-423-2358.
0: These are by no means the only legal aid services available in Allen County. We are recording today in the Fort Wayne offices of Indiana Legal Services, which Jared reminded me earlier, we're, we're trying to call ILS now, which offers free civil legal services to low-income people in need. Jared, you represent ILS. What sorts of resources does ILS bring to the table for people in need of help?
2: Well, we're the largest in the state for free civil legal assistance. We have about 100 attorneys spread over eight offices, uh, obviously one here in Fort Wayne, but also in other cities like um, South Bend, Bloomington, Indianapolis, that sort of thing. We have several statewide projects as well. And what you can do is just uh, call our application phone number. It's a toll-free number. The number is 844-243-8570. Uh, we take applications online as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the phone calls are accepted through intake Monday through Friday between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. And you can really call with any sort of uh, civil legal issue. Uh, and as I said, we have statewide projects that are in addition to those regional offices. So I'm one, I'm just a, a staff attorney at the regional mm-hmm. office. I, I'm kind of a generalist, just retail poverty law, a little bit of everything kind of thing but um, we have specialty projects that are statewide. Things like the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic, that's it's run out of the Bloomington office, but it serves the entire state. So they help with things like audits, appeals, uh, innocent spouse relief, that sort of thing. Um, we have a military assistance project <laughs> that helps with military record corrections, VA benefit overpayments, that sort of thing. Um, that actually, we have an, one of those attorneys is actually located right here in the Fort Wayne office since so we have enough space. We, we have someone up here, but there's also, it's, it's MAP, military sins problem. We also have a mm-hmm. attorneys attorney down in, in, I think it's Indianapolis and some other places. Uh, we have an immigrants and language rights center <laughs> that helps with things like visas, green green card applications, uh, language discrimination, that sort of thing. An LGBT project, which helps with name and gender changes, discrimination matters, that sort of thing. Uh, a housing law center, which is kind of obvious what they do there, it's evictions, yeah. foreclosures tenants rights senior law project they help with things like uh, identity theft public benefits that sort of thing also consumer law center things like auto fraud are pretty common collections issues of course bankruptcy i uh, we also oh I should also mention we we have um, social workers in-house they they help with all of our cases i mean i'm I'm allowed to at any time to to try to access one of our social workers to help with something, hmm. but we also have some certain projects where they're really helpful, like they're kind of attached to those projects. So we have a homeless legal project and a victim's assistance project, and those, those kind of folks really benefit from having social workers in-house, so we, we have at this point I think two or three full-time social workers on staff in addition to attorneys and paralegals and administrators and that sort of thing.
0: It's an incredible resource I, I suspect a lot of folks don't know about.
2: The 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 good news is that there's almost no civil legal matter that we that we can't help mm-hmm. with. The bad news, of course, is that the need is huge. This Fort Wayne office is serving ten counties, and I said, and we're only five mm-hmm. staff attorneys, a generalist. So we're, we obviously can't accept every case that comes through the door. We kind of s- try to prioritize things that are most egregious, really, is the way it works.
0: Did the pandemic and the the, the moratoriums that have since fallen away on evictions had an impact on your housing law work?
2: Oh, tremendous, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Now, the good it had both good and bad. Mm -hmm. The bad news was everybody was kind of slow to react. I mean, the moratorium came pretty quickly, but in terms of extra funding. Mm -hmm. The good news is we secured grant funding, um, additional funding from the federal government, um, nonprofits and or, and foundations and that sort of thing uh, so we actually have more resources than we did going into the pandemic that's kind of a leftover um, problem of course is that the, the the kind of the funds that were available to the tenants and landlords that that's largely dried up now and the moratoriums are gone mm-hmm. and the problems still persist
0: remind us one more time of the intake phone number
2: phone number to call uh, Monday through Friday between 10 and two is eight four four. Two four three eight five seven zero. that's a statewide intake mm-hmm. number so you can call that from anywhere in the state and then what they do is they simply refer it to the office or project that, that's most appropriate.
0: Sarah while we were putting this episode together you mentioned that you're involved in a couple of other programs available to people in need of assistance the volunteer lawyer program and the neighborhood Christian legal clinic talk about those for a moment who they're able to help the level of services they can provide and how to get connected with help.
1: So the Volunteer Lawyer Program is located here in Northeast Indiana. It is uh, in some ways similar to ILS. It matches people up with attorneys. Um, However, the attorneys are volunteers from our community. So someone who specializes in family law or bankruptcy or similar civil matters will say, yes, I'm able to help X amount of hours or, or a certain amount of cases. And then people who call the Volunteer Lawyer Program will get matched up with an attorney who can help them with their case there are certain civil things that they do their website is Mm vlpnei.org they list the types of cases taken there the phone number for the volunteer lawyer program is 260-407-0917 That's 260-407-0917. And they are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then similarly, there is the Neighborhood Christian Legal Clinic. Mm -hmm. They used to have a physical office here in Fort Wayne. Now they're just primarily located in Indianapolis. They do similar things. They will match you up with an attorney. There are certain income guidelines that they operate on, and they have certain programs that they work on just like ILS. So the Neighborhood Christian Legal Clinic's phone number is... 317-429-4131 and that's Monday through Friday 9 to 5. Again that number is 317-429-4131. And for those who are listening who say, well, you know, it sounds like a lot of help is out there for civil cases. The Allen County Bar Association offers help in criminal matters through the Modest Means Program. So ACBA members, the Bar Association members can get on a list for a small fee. And then people who have problems involving the criminal system can call in and for a reduced rate, they can get help with our criminal matters. And so the number again for Allen County Bar Association, 260 423 2358. This reminds me of another resource. There are many, if you have access to the internet, you can kind of just type in free Indiana Legal Help, but the there's a website that I actually often reference when I am doing Legal Line and looking for answers that I don't quite know. So it's indianalegalhelp.org and there are basically some major areas of law that people often need help in and often are not able to afford an attorney and so there are resources there that you can kind of click through and say this is my problem and then it will give you some generalized answers but sometimes that's helpful for Mm -hmm. people who one have access to the internet and two kind of have the wherewithal to say okay i can do this myself i just need to know for example what form to file or steps a b and c and to take in, in this instance
0: for anybody who's been trying to, to jot all these down as we go along, there are great inventories of all of these resources at the Allen County Bar Association's website at allencountybar.org. Also on uh, our website at US.
2: John, one of the things I was going to add is that you know a, a lot of times people are confused about criminal law matters. Mm-hmm. The, the there aren't as many resources because the assumption is that people will be appointed a public defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. ILS, for example, we're not allowed to, to represent people in criminal matters. We can talk to them beforehand and afterhand about matters. We do, In fact, I do a lot of criminal record mitigation work, things like that, uh, rest- restoration of driving pillages. But the actual representation during the criminal matter, the assu- assumption is that if you're indigent, you're going to get a public defender. The problem, of course, is that sometimes people haven't shown up yet. They don't know what's going to happen. That's one of the things that's nice about legal lines, just circling back to that, is if you've got a question before your, your attorney's appointed or let's be honest, sometimes you have trouble just reaching your attorney. Um, it's nice to be able to just call in legal line and get at least some procedural advice. And e- even if the, uh, the defendant isn't calling, I find I, I get at least one call a week from someone's mom <laughs> or, yeah. or significant other or something yeah. like that. And uh, as a former public defender, I, I can usually answer their, their questions at least in a general sense. Obviously I can't tell them about what's going to happen in their specific case. I don't represent the person. but. You know, if someone wants to know what's going to happen at the initial hearing, or at the bond review, or what 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 will what will a judge do at this this mm-hmm. stage in the proceedings? And that's a great point. Get those questions at legal line.
0: That's a great point because you know so many times we find that, that the, the the hardest step for people I- in the process is that very first step. They don't know who to call. They don't know what to do. And that's that's a great point sarah and jared this has been a a tremendous conversation but one final question for for both of you really i said in the introduction to our episode today that the day one finds out that they have to go to court can be intimidating and very scary what's your advice to people trying to piece together what their first step forward in that process ought to be
1: i'll go first so i would say do not delay Oftentimes, we'll get calls from people who say, my hearing is next week or tomorrow or something like that. And unfortunately, once you've hit kind of that last minute, sometimes you don't have enough time to prepare. So as soon as you get the notice... If it's Tuesday, if it's coming up to Tuesday, if you can wait till the next Tuesday, call legal line. Sometimes it's just nice to bounce ideas off people in terms of learning what the resources are and kind of the first steps you can take. Um, The internet is a very powerful tool. Um, We've listed some resources. Even just Googling what the case type might be, there is a system to actually look up the cases that you have.
0: Mycase.in.gov.
1: Yes, so sometimes it just helps just to look up the caption number, where your court hearing is going to be. Mm-hmm. That's some of the information that you likely will have on a piece of paper. But sometimes, you know, as we all know, you can lose the paper or forget what it is and just want to kind of see all, all the resources and all the things that are involved in your case. So my number one tip is do not delay. Get started as soon as you can. Yeah. Jared. And John, you told me that was going to be
2: a, a final question. So I, I had precisely the same answer. <laughs> I agree with you completely, Sarah. If you can retain private counsel, do so as soon as possible. But we also have to acknowledge that 63% of Americans live check to check. Mm-hmm. So most people, if you're living check to check, you're, you're not going to be hiring counsel. I w- I've worked enough with people um, with poverty issues to know that one of the coping mechanisms for people is avoidance. And, and we just have to acknowledge that and try to work around it. But if, if this is you, follow Sarah's advice. There's no good outcome. Or almost, we're lawyers, we should never say no. There's almost, <laughs> <an> <laughs> everything's a gray matter, but <laughs> there's almost never a good scenario where you fail to appear or you get that default judgment. Mm-hmm. So avoidance is not a good strategy. Try to get legal help somewhere or at least find a way to, to be an effective pro se litigant.
0: You know, it's been said many times that everyone, regardless of resources, deserves equal access to justice, and it sounds like there's a safety net in our community worth being very proud of. Sarah Byswanger of the Allen County Bar Association and Jared Haller of ILS, thanks for being on In Session, and thanks for all that you and your colleagues are doing to help people access their day in court. Thank
1: you, John. Thank you.
0: This has been In Session, an inside look at the Allen County, Indiana courts. You can find out more on this topic and others at allensuperiorcourt.us. Thanks for listening. The next episode's coming right up.